This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Now for our story. Dr. Martin Larrabee, resident psychiatrist at the Huntsville Sanitarium, was a disarmingly simple man. He liked people and was interested in them. His manner had none of the pompous dignity one might have expected from a man whose name, printed on the hospital stationery, had an imposing list of degrees after it. He was quite young, too, and attractive in a quiet, clean-cut sort of way. And so it was not surprising that his pretty young secretary, Barbara, had developed a secret affection and a respect which amounted to hero worship in the months she'd been working for him. On her own, the 19-year-old had been taking books home from the doctor's reference library. She took pride in studying at night so that she could discuss the doctor's problems intelligently on those rare occasions when they had a few moments to spare. Today, in Larrabee's pleasant office, the young girl looks up eagerly as the doctor closes a case folder labeled Calvert, Miss Kit. Leans back in his chair. Barbara, I believe we're actually getting somewhere on this Calvert case at last. Oh, Dr. Larrabee, I'm so glad. I know you've had it on your mind a lot. Yes. And the results, until recently, weren't very encouraging. But it wasn't your fault, Dr. Larrabee. After all, what can you do if a patient won't cooperate? <laughs> You're very loyal, Bob. You see, it's my job to evoke a spirit of cooperation in my patients. If I fail on that score, it's my own fault. But you did everything you could. It seems to me you've given Miss Calvert lots more time than some of the other patients. Of course... I imagine it's more interesting. Miss Calvert's such a beautiful girl. Yes, yes, I suppose she is. From the note she dictated after your last interview with her, I was wondering... But I oughtn't to bother you. It's just that I'm so anxious to learn about these things. <laughs> Go right ahead, Barbara. Any questions you may have, sometimes it clarifies a problem in my own mind to discuss it. Well... From what you said, it looks as if Miss Calvert does know that Randy Lane's a person who was her friend when she was a child. Is that right? Yes, Barbara, I'm positive now that she recognized him from the beginning. Then why did she pretend not to? I mean, it seems that from the very beginning, ever since she first came here as a patient, she kept saying everything would be all right if she could find him. And didn't you say he represented a, a symbol to her? A symbol of security and love? Yes, that's right. But you see, Barbara, it isn't just a question of healing or curing a person. Psychiatrists must be able to create in the patient a desire to be cured. A desire to take his place again in the world of reality. And Miss Calvert still resists this return to the problems an adult must face. You mean she'd rather stay here at the sanitarium and be cured and have to leave? Yes, I think that's the case. At least as it stands right now. And that's why she pretends it was a mistake. I mean, about Randy Lane's having been her friend. Because she said if she ever found him, everything would be all right. Yes. During our last interview, she insisted she preferred not to see him again. 
seeing him, being forced to relive the experience with which he was connected, would be the first definite step toward a cure. Hmm. Miss Calvert's an exceptionally intelligent young woman. She understands a great deal about her own illness. And that makes her case all the more difficult. She knows how to fight against being cured. Of course, Dr. Larrabee, it isn't hard to understand why she hates to be released from the sanitarium. Not if the district attorney still intends to have her indicted when she gets well. Why, if she has to stand trial, she might even be sent to prison. Mm, not much doubt about that. It's lucky they haven't done what they threatened when she first came here. Didn't they tell you that they might go through with it anyway, even though she was ill? Oh, I believe they meant to make an issue as to whether she really is ill. But that's crazy. There's no doubt about her illness, is there, Dr. Larrabee? Not from our standpoint. But legally, well, mental disorders are sometimes rather ticklish to prove. Anyway, it's lucky they decided to drop it. I wonder why they did. Mm, I don't know. Certainly worked out in our favor. Another month or two, and I'm sure Miss Calvert will be recovered enough to go through the ordeal. And on the other hand, if the district attorney decided to put the machinery in motion right now, it would have a very bad effect on it. Hello? Hello, Dr. Larrabee's office? Yes. This is Gerald Craig. Oh. Oh, yes, Mr. Craig. May I speak to the doctor, please? Yes. Uh, I mean, just a moment. Oh, Dr. Larrabee, here he is now. What do you mean, Barbara? Here who is? It's the district attorney. I've been intending to come over here and talk to you for some time, Dr. Larrabee. That's why I phoned for this appointment. I think you know why I'm here. Well, I have an idea, yes. It's about the Calvert girl, Miss Kit Calvert. Yes? As I told you a month or so ago, she's due to be indicted on a perjury charge. Yes, I know. The matter has been hanging fire for some time, press of other business, but we've decided to go ahead on it now. You mean right away? That's right. Look here, Mr. Craig, as I told you when you spoke to me originally, that girl's in no condition to go through such an ordeal. She's mentally ill. Yes, so you said. If she weren't, why do you think she'd be a patient in this sanitarium? Well, Doctor, I've asked myself that question, and I came up with several possible answers. It could be that her uncle put her here for a very specific purpose. That's quite true. Mr. Bowman brought his niece here because she was in a dangerous mental condition. He hoped we'd be able to cure her. And given the opportunity, I'm sure we can. How much opportunity do you need? The girl's been here long enough to cure her of almost anything, I should think. Well, I believe I'm better able to decide that point than you are. I'm her doctor. And I'm the district attorney of this county. I've been getting complaints because of postponing this case. Complaints? From whom? From people who are in a position to make things mighty unpleasant if something isn't done. I see. Now, Mr. Craig, the idea of subjecting a patient in Miss Calvert's condition to a trial is absolutely unthinkable from a medical point of view. Mm-hmm. Well, it isn't from the legal one. You know as well as I do, Doctor, that from a legal point of view, you'd have trouble proving that that girl wasn't in condition to stand trial. As a matter of fact, I think the reason she came here in the first place was simply to evade punishment. I see are you accusing me of collusion, Mr. Craig? That's a rather dangerous charge to make. Look, Dr. Larrabee, I'll be honest with you. I'm... Well, I'm in a spot on this thing myself. 
Someone is putting pressure on me about this case. And frankly, he's a man I can't afford to offend. Surely you're not going to tell me your motive is a political one. No. No, not entirely. But if I don't take some action, my own reputation's in jeopardy. I'm afraid I don't follow you. Confound it. People will begin to say I have my own reasons for being lenient in this case. Everyone knows Ben Calvert's a girl's father. Well, Mr. Calvert has had absolutely nothing to do with his daughter since she was entered here as a patient. In fact, he hasn't even been allowed to see her. His presence is extremely disturbing to her. You don't say. Well, that, that's rather odd, isn't it? You mean there's bad blood between them? Yes, a distinct antagonism. Complete lack of affection. Hmm, I see. But, uh... But just the same, he is her father. And Calvert's a powerful man. So is the girl's uncle, David Bowman. I can't afford to have people suggesting I've been too lenient in this case. Now, you have my word that the girl's illness is genuine. That ought to be sufficient to spike any such rumors. Now, please don't get me wrong on this. I have a lot of respect for you, Dr. Larrabee. I've heard excellent things about you since you've been practicing here. It's not that I question your diagnosis. It's... Well, it's... You're chiefly interested in saving your own skin, isn't that it? Regardless of what effect your action may have on this young woman's hopes for recovery. And you know that if you insist on going through with it, there's nothing I can do. Isn't that it, Craig? All right. All right, you can put it that way if you like. That's just about the size of it. The psychiatrist had come close to the truth. Gerald Craig's chief concern had to do with the possible adverse effect the postponement of Kit Calvert's case might have on his own reputation. And this idea had been put in the district attorney's mind by Kit's father, Ben Calvert. For it was Ben himself who had spurred Craig to take action against Kit. And Ben, in turn, had been prompted by his wife, Jessie, who hated Kit. A chain of events whose basis, in each case, was personal selfishness. <laughs> 